your hands, everybody, if you got what it takes. Cause I'm Curtis Blow, and I want you to know that these are the breaks. Hey, how you doing? It's time for another edition of the Best of Fives, and today we are counting down the best five rap artists of all time. And by we, I mean me. I'm Dave, and I'm joined by the illustrious uh, host of Neo Zaz's Dial Up Movies and the Sultan of South Philadelphia, Lou. <laughs> hey, man, how's it going? I like that title. I'm going to use that from now on. I think you should get a t-shirt made. I, I might. And just walk around the streets of South Philadelphia with the Sultan of South. You would get beat up in like five minutes. The guys that live down the street from me would definitely give me shit and then probably beat me up. So, yeah, you're right. So, I think you should do it. <laughs> and film it. Absolutely. <laughs> so, like I said, we're going to talk about, uh, our, uh, in our opinion, anyway, the best five rap artists of all time and I've already thanked you off there and I'm going to thank you again because we're doing a bunch of these shows and I have nobody to talk about rap music with until now so thank you Lou you're, you're very welcome you know I laughed when you sent me that that text message about doing this particular episode because you said yeah, I've n- none of my friends listen to rap pretty much except for you and uh, yeah I I, uh, I don't mind it at all well good so now you grew up in New Jersey didn't you yeah, 20 minutes outside of Philly. Okay. How did you become interested in rap music? I mean, I made a joke right before we started. This is two white guys sitting around talking about rap. <laughs> right. And- My girlfriend also made fun of me for being a part of a two white guys talking about rap. So, <laughs> As she should. But, <laughs> I mean, I, I remember hearing this back even like during some of the 90s, like when gangster rap started. You know that, that that these bands were becoming these these groups were becoming popular. The majority of rap music is bought by white suburban kids. Wow! And in my case, that I mean, I was a lot more suburban than you were, but that's I, I don't know, man. I grew up in pretty much suburbia, New Jersey. So okay, so two suburban kids that are making this seem pretty true. That white suburban kids were the ones that were putting down their money on rap CDs. Um, how did you become interested in in rap music? Um, I got into music pretty late in general. Um, when I was a kid, I you know I think everyone has a friend that's a couple years older that maybe introduces them to things that they weren't previously uh, you know uh, familiar with. And this particular person was not a rap fan at all. He got me into metal and that kind of stuff that I still listen to to this day, but you know, before that, I didn't really listen to any music, so it probably wasn't until sixth or seventh grade that I started probably maybe paying attention more to MTV, mm-hmm. which certainly helped. And then being in middle school is kind of when people start developing their identities, and because I was friends with everybody, you just get more, you just get introduced to different things. And I think it was probably just whatever was on MTV and whatever my friends were into. Because when I was in middle school, I was still desperately trying to be cool. <laughs> I hadn't abandoned that concept yet. So probably not till eighth grade or ninth grade. But uh, because of that, I started listening to a little bit more. So probably around then. So that was probably 1997 or eight. That's I, I. Our stories are very identical, except for the era, because I'm unfortunately older than you. <laughs> and I'd say our our 
scenarios are exactly the same, but mine's ten years earlier. All right. It's and and it's funny that you say about the the person that gets you into it. And for me, that was that person, whatever it was, was always my cousin Dan. Okay. And Is he, he older than you? He 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 was. He's about two or three years older than me. Passed away a year ago. Okay. And he's, well, sorry to hear that, but no, it's he's he's the guy. You know, there's always that guy that you kind of look up to, and right. like my cousin Dan and my cousin Rob were like my older brothers, and they got me in a lot of trouble. You know, <laughs> like because they were like they were they were tough guys, and I looked up to them. And one of the things that he introduced to my life was this: he taught me how to fish, he taught me how to fight, and he taught me about rap music. Okay, and <laughs> he he was the guy that brought and and I was not allowed to listen to stuff like this this was super taboo not to mention the fact that they were cursing but what they were sometimes talking about my dad would have had a, a conniption so yeah, your your parents were pretty strict on that kind of stuff right oh yeah i'm a lutheran man you can't listen to this <laughs> it's like <laughs> we're, we're the most stoic uh, uh uh boring people in the world and this was not allowed. So I was, I mean, I don't know, I don't know if this was the case with you. I was making bootlegs, my own bootlegs of my friend's tapes, my cousin's tapes, and another neighbor that listened to it. And I had to sneak these into the house and listen to them behind closed doors. <laughs> well, no, it wasn't that, uh, that tightly wound at my house. My, my parents certainly don't like rap and never have and never will. Um, but I think they were a little bit looser about, Allowing things in the house, they they were very vocal about not liking rap, not liking metal. I played more metal than I played anything else. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, I you know I I grew up in the time of Napster, and uh, <laughs> you know it was definitely an early age of like I'm going to download as much as I possibly can until my parents yell at me. Um, but uh, that was another that was probably another introduction to. Uh, getting a wider variety of, of musical interests because friends would say, Hey, download this, download that. And, you know, compared to now, you know, not as much was available, but there was, there was plenty on Napster and Kazaa. I don't know if you ever dove into those programs at all. I, I know what they are. Never used them. Yeah. They were like l- late middle school, early high school for me. Those were pretty popular. Go to get viruses on your parents' computer. <laughs> <laughs> well, that's why they didn't like rap. <laughs> you ruined the goddamn computer. <laughs> I can't play Minesweeper anymore. <laughs> I played a lot of Minesweeper in my in my day. I'll say. <laughs> okay, so we're we're in some ways similar, in some ways different. I wonder. Right. I mean, I, I always in, in any of these that we've done encourage anyone that's listening to not only put up your list, but I want to hear other people's stories too. I mean, we, there's a lot of interesting people out there. I'm interested in why people like what they like. And and your your story and my story are somewhat similar, but somewhat different in, in other ways. All right, so in, unless you have something to add, are you ready for the list? I am ready for the list. I'm very anxious to hear your list. I'm, I'll go first because I want to save you for last. Okay. Um, my number five and and because I, I think this is also this list it's good that we're a little bit different in age because my guys might be people that you thought were kind of too old or something like that so I think this is good but my first my number five the best the fifth best rap artist in this case artists uh, is is probably my newest one my second newest one and the the group is called 
Jurassic 5. I'm familiar, but I haven't listened to it too much. Next, we have a very, very so, big group. the way I came to like Jurassic by 5 was by accident, really. Um, the most embarrassing part of this story is that I was going to a show, and the show was Fiona Apple. Okay. So, I was going with my friends. Is that what you're embarrassed about? Yes. <laughs> no. She was good. Is good. Well, I agree, but and this is my friend Steve, who you've met, a uh, stand-up comedian in the uh, Lehigh Valley area. We went to uh, see Fiona Apple and Jurassic 5 open for her. Now, this was, uh, we just missed, and uh, she became famous for having, like, these metal breakdowns on stage, and we just missed that by, like, two days. <laughs> Which would have been cool. But, I mean, knowing the kind of music that she made, and then you hear these guys come out in Jurassic 5, I was blown away. I think to this day, it's the only rap group I've seen live. Okay. And like I said, I didn't even know who they were until I got there. And then they had uh, one song that was somewhat popular, the one that we're playing now, Quality Control. But I love the fact that this is like, there are there are rap groups where there's a bunch of guys. This is a ton of guys. And rather than there being one guy that's in the lead, they all take their turn. They all have different styles. Um, the, the rhymes that they write are very sophisticated. This song in particular, they, they go out of their way to let you know that without vocabulary and a point of view, you're, you're, you're probably not going to get very far. Pretty awesome. So, yeah, it's, it's, it's a sophisticated rap with a lot of collaboration. And from the time I saw them live, and maybe it was because I did see them live, in fact, they did a song, and I've never been able to find it, where they used the, uh, the Bill Conti Rocky theme as the hook. Oh, okay. In the song, and I remember just being—I mean, it hooked me, and I was—I was hooked. When they left, when they walked off stage, I was disappointed, even though I was there to see someone else. So my that's number. That's pretty powerful. I, I mean that. Like it's pretty powerful to like be that swept up by what's essentially an opener. Yeah. Oh yeah, definitely. And and uh, that's why I'm saying my and it's kind of funny that they're number five, but my number five is Jurassic Five. <laughs> so how about you at number five? So. My my number five is honestly a musician that I have not listened to very much over the last several years. The reason he's on my list as number five is because I spent so much time listening to him when I was late, you know, maybe a senior in high school, freshman in college. Um, and he is the British rapper uh, that goes by The Streets. Are you familiar? The Streets? The Streets. No. The Street. Um, I'll be honest, I don't even know his name, and um, I got into him, I think, when this record came out, and this record was called Original Pirate Material, and I just kind of liked him because of his use of British slang. <laughs> um, you know, a few of my friends got into him, they started calling their cell phones mobiles and referring to women as birds, because it's just apparently a thing. <laughs> and um, yeah, I just, I listened to this record incessantly for several years um you know i didn't go so far as to calling my my cell phone a mobile i didn't get into it that deeply but um some of my friends did and and we had a lot of fun listening to it and it's a it's an odd type of rap because you know a lot of it's just about like living in england and it's just the the contrast between american and british lifestyles kind of drew me in uh the 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 language difference even though it's the same language you know just the the word the interchangeable words and um yeah, I don't know. I just I got really into it. It was a lot of fun. That's awesome. 
that's the other thing that I think is going to be good. I know for me, and we've, we've uh, already recorded at this point several of these shows, and a lot of them have to do with music. And I'm gonna, I mean, I've already just in your number five gotten a suggestion. I hope people that are listening to this that like lots of stuff, maybe they get a suggestion from one of your lists like you just did for me. I'm th- I mean, anything you say that I don't know, I'm going to check out. Oh, yeah, absolutely. All right. That's awesome. All right, so I guess we're up to my number four. And my number four is probably about as mainstream as you can get um, nowadays anyway. And he's the uh, number, uh, I would say, the the guy that's closest to contemporary on my list. And it's Jay-Z. He is on my list as well. Okay, what number is Jay-Z on your list? I have him at number two. All right. So that's one that I thought we might have in common. Yes. And I think I thought that too because we did that live trivia event with Steve in Bethlehem. In Bethlehem at the Steel Stacks, and I think Steve put a, a rap thing in there, and it might have been a Jay Z lyric, and you knew it. It was, and I knew it right away. I didn't know much that night because a lot of it was '80s and '70s, but <laughs> I knew that one. So that's why I kind of thought that you would have this on here. He, it, to me, he's the greatest contemporary rapper. Yeah, and I say, I would, yeah, I say I that as a guy in my forties. Um, why do you have him at number two? That's that's pretty high. I kind of when I was initially compiling this list, and I had fun with the list, but um, I based it mainly around how frequently I have, or how you know how often I've listened to these these records. And again, you know, in early years of college, there was a period where I listened to at least one JVC record every single day right. for for a period, and and I, I like I liked his delivery. I liked you know you, you can take or leave sometimes what they talk about, but I like the way he delivers. I like the way he rhymes. I like I like the his word usage, and um, it just always stuck with me. Plus, I was a pretty big fan of Linkin Park. And they did a collaboration album, and I happen to like that record a lot, too. There you go. Yeah, I love the collaboration. There's a lot of collaboration in rap. And I, li- I like the way that you said his delivery. And everybody does have their own delivery, but his is very specific to him. It is. He's he's almost, at times, when he's rapping, behind the beat. There are yeah, t- actually. Yeah, it, 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 he. I remember the first time I heard him. It was probably that song. Uh, it's, it was in Rush Hour. Um, oh, um, can I get a? Yeah, yeah. yeah that's it, actually my introduction to him. Was that I had that soundtrack actually. Right. That it was that and the the Hard Knock Life. Like he became famous with that, and I remember hearing him for the first time, and that kind of stuck out. And as he's gotten on and on in his career, I think it's even more accentuated. When other guys would hit the word on the beat, he's often a half beat, like a half syllable behind the beat. Yeah, and he goes through it with the word and then continues on. And I, I actually, I never thought about it that way, but you're absolutely right. I, I like it. I mean, so do I. And I guess other people do too because of his popularity. But he, he, nobody else does that. And and I guess I never, I never thought about how everybody else does it this way, and he's so unique in that way. Um, all right, that's a guy that I—I I mean, I like I said, I've only seen somebody live once. I've seen the kind of show that he puts on, and he was—I uh, think he did the Wells Fargo Center not that long ago. Yeah, I, I know that he did that tour with uh, Kanye West 
within the last year or two. Yeah. And a lot of my friends went, and they said it was one of the best shows I've ever seen. Uh, I didn't go, but um, I heard nothing but good things about it. Yeah. All right, cool. So there's your first uh, repeat, which means that we're up to your number four. Good. My number four is almost the complete opposite of Jay-Z with his slower-paced rap sort of behind the beat. Um, and my number four is Busta Rhymes. <laughs> I again I early on in my in my career of buying music ended up with a MTV Party to Go 1998 CD and on that CD was radio edits of a lot of songs and this was one of them um, I was briefly obsessed with trying to read through his lyrics and try to rap along with him i'm sure as a suburban white kid i was terrible at it i'm sure i still would be but i was convinced that i could do give me some more and you know uh, i can't think of the name of it but the song he did with janet jackson on that same record um i know when you're talking about i don't remember the name of it either the video was like them covered in like t1000 liquid metal i don't remember what it was called yep but yeah, I I kind of fell off um, in, in his later part of his career when he he still does the speed rapping, but um, I I think he got a little less weird. He was pretty weird. Talked about like you know the apocalypse and and you know extinction level event was that one record that I owned of his, and he just was a little bit stranger earlier on in his career, and I kind of fell off a little bit. But um, his his abilities. Always have and still continue to blow me away. So, uh, Buster Rhymes is my number four. Yeah, that's good. That that speed that speed for him is a good selling point for him. Yeah. And then he stayed, probably he did become more made. He started making movies. And was he in a movie? He was in. Uh, there was one. It was a. Um, it was a college movie with Michael Rappaport and. Uh, shit, it's gonna bother me. It was like a. It was supposed to be like a gritty college movie. Like I think Michael Rappaport became like a, a shooter in the college and stuff. He was one of oh, the okay. college students. He was in probably the worst Halloween movie, the Halloween Six, I think it was. Where oh, okay. They they tried to recreate the Michael Myers house and make a reality show out of it, and he was like the producer of the of the reality show. It was sounds terrible. It was awful. It was so awful. You know what he's good on is um, I'm not a huge fan, um, but he's on that uh, who was then Puff Daddy and Notorious B.I.G. Uh, it was called Victory, I think. And yeah, he, he yeah, did, yeah, yeah. He did a thing on there that was pretty good. I didn't even think about him for my list. All right, so that's your number four. My number three. Talk about I mean all these guys have attitude. To me, no one has more attitude. The number three. And it's Ice Cube. Okay. Now, this guy is to me the scariest, angriest rapper that there is. Not so much anymore, maybe because of the movie thing. Um, what is the Are We There Yet movies and stuff like that? You know, like, he, he's not the guy he used to be. But after he left NWA and started making his own music, there was no one that was edgier and grittier and attacked this idea of 
police brutality and the the kind of stuff that was going on in California that people like us couldn't understand unless someone like him was teaching it to us. Right. Yeah. I feel like I learned a lot about a lot of things from listening to some of these guys, and I put him way up there on that. Um, and and I, I guess I, I I liked NWA, but to me he was better when he left because he got the full focus, and I think that he deserved that because he had a message. Like some of these guys have messages, he certainly had one compared to some of these other guys. Jurassic Five had a message, you know, it was like read and you know stay in school and and you can you can write poems you know yeah this guy was living at least they led you to believe a life or death situation almost every day of his life and he turned that into art and that's why he's my number three great so my number three um it, i i actually wasn't sure whether or not to put Jay-Z at number three and put this group at number two. I ended up, you know, as I said, Jay-Z number two and these guys are number three, but my my selection is Wu-Tang Clan. All right. Tim will like that. I think he likes yeah. Wu-Tang. <laughs> they, um, I, Wu-Tang was big when I was much younger and, you know, obviously they're not all even around anymore uh, with ODB, you know, dying but um, within, you know, growing up, I remember people writing like the Wu-Tang symbol on their binders. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I remember people wearing shirts and I never again, because my parents were kind of not against the rap, but they were just not into it. And I didn't have any close friends that were really, really, really into it. I kind of missed them early on when they were really around. But within the last couple of years, honestly, maybe the last three or four years, I finally gave Enter the Wu-Tang a listen, which is, you know, and this is this is Cream. This is, you know, pro- arguably one of their biggest songs. And I have become obsessed with this record. I play it on repeat all the time. <laughs> and I, I, you know, like we mentioned earlier, I love that they all have their, each, their, their individual identities. They all have their different styles. But it comes together in a really, really great way. And, uh, you know, you called me the Sultan of South Philly earlier. I, uh, I didn't know this until a couple months ago, but Old Dirty Bastard, his last big arrest was 15 blocks from my house. Ooh. <laughs> he, he was signing autographs at a McDonald's on Gray's Ferry. I don't know if you're how familiar you are with South Philly. I know where Gray's Ferry is. You don't want to be messing around at Gray's Ferry. He was at like 29th and Grace Ferry at a McDonald's signing autographs, and somebody basically alerted the cops. He had a warrant out for his arrest, and uh, and he got busted there. And uh, I don't think he, I think he died soon thereafter. <laughs> um, but yeah, I uh, uh, I love this record. I mean, in particular, this record, Enter the Wu Tang. Uh, this song, you know, obviously it's their biggest song, but it's uh it's really really great. And I, I love what uh, Method Man did afterwards as well. And, and um, but yeah, number three is Wu Tang Clan. Yeah, it's it's another one of that that idea where there's a group and everybody has their role, and then those guys went and did their own thing. Wasn't the RZA in Wu Tang? Yeah, it's like that stuff. Like some of the stuff that he's done with movies, whether it's composing music or actually being in them. Those guys and Method Man is actor. Like all these guys, like they do their they they do their thing when they're together. And then when they're able to go do it somewhere else, you know that they 
have talent, but I guess, I guess in their case, maybe it was better when they were together. Yeah, um, I mean, and you mentioned the RZA. I think it was him that was. Um, I think he was on Neil deGrasse Tyson's Star Talk, uh, like a year or two ago. Really, talking about science in rap. Yeah, good for him. Uh, I believe it was him. I think that and one of the guys. I, I hate to say it. It was either RZA or Jizza, one of those. But I think it was RZA. He was on that uh, on that podcast, uh, just talking about science, talking about you know the science of you know weaving science into rap and and uh you know the importance of it that's awesome the the old dirty bastard or whatever big baby jesus or whatever you want to call him <laughs> his his story that every time i think of that and tim because tim brought him up on a star wars and character the other day the first thing i think about is him on that mtv thing i don't think he was with he was with like tabitha soren or something like that on mtv news in a limo going around picking up his welfare checks even i remember that i remember that very vividly actually yeah it was it was like it how it was so he used to be on howard stern a lot the guy was a the guy was an enigma yeah but bizarre guy oh and entertaining (laughs) we should go down there and like you know pour one out on the spot where he got arrested or something (laughs) yeah i'll do that definitely (laughs) and then we'll see you on the news perhaps perhaps (laughs) perhaps <laughs> all right well these last two for me are going to show i think the age difference between the two of us okay because my middle school years i'd say from about 1984 well at least through high school was ruled by def jam records okay Unders- understandable and the kings of that, and to me, the godfathers of rap, and many people would put them at number one on their list. But my number two is Run DMC. Okay. You know to be so, like I said, Def Jam Records was always on in my room when I was, you know, playing Nerf basketball with my friends or playing Atari or whatever was going on. This was always on in the background. These guys kind of, like you were talking about, helped shape maybe who I was for a little while. I tried to dress like them. You know, like I wore Adidas. I still wear Adidas because of these guys. Um, It's it's like that kind of thing where like it touches a nerve in you for some reason and it sticks with you forever. I was watching today, uh, and I'll put it on the Facebook page of uh, Neozaz, because I was trying to I was trying to think of the best words to do this. I'm not going to play the whole speech, but I'll put it on the page. When they were inducted into the Rock and Roll Hall of Fame, they were, they were inducted by Eminem, and he wrote this beautiful speech about who they are and what they mean. And I can't do it any more justice than he has, but it was basically how they changed his life now i didn't go and you know make a billion dollars like eminem did (laughs) but when he was saying this stuff i knew what he was talking about um i remember sneaking run dmc tapes into school and listening to them in art class (laughs) with my walkman you know (laughs) i mean this was like i couldn't go through the day like you said i couldn't go through the day without hearing these songs like it was like it was like air. Um, yeah. Even as a even as a grown up, this was after 
Jam Master Jay was murdered. I went and saw the Phillies play the Washington Nationals at RFK Stadium before Nationals Park was built. The Nationals played two seasons, I think, at RFK Stadium, which is a dump. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it was, I've never been. Oh, it's awful. The only the only people that play there now, I think, are the uh, DC United. I think still plays there. Okay. No, but no, I mean, it is it is a toilet bowl. There was like you couldn't even like to walk from one place to the other. They had wooden planks. You'd have to walk across wooden planks. I've never been in such a dump, but it was cool to go to. And it was in 2007 when the Phillies made their run and and won the National League East. And the only people there were Phillies fans. We get there and they say, you know, tonight's uh, first pitch is being thrown out by uh, uh, Daryl McDaniel's. And I was like, no shit. There's Daryl McDaniels. And then they say, and uh, for anyone that's interested, go to uh, section so-and-so and, uh, at the end of the fourth inning, and Daryl will be there signing autographs. No shit. Okay. So I, I ditch the game <laughs> and find this section, and I get to meet Daryl McDaniels. You'd think there'd be a lot of people there. I'm the only really? one there. No shit. So, I, I wow. mean, I'm sitting there talking to Daryl McDaniels, nice as can be, and amazed that no one else is there so much so that after i was done talking to him he left because it was like there was there was no reason to sit there and wait for no one to come talk to him but it was a highlight i mean i went to see a baseball game and i got to meet a, a music icon um it's not so, a bad deal yeah no and and i'll play the m&m thing but the basic idea was it, it's a good analogy to, to him, and, and when he said it, I'm like, yeah, these guys are the Beatles of rap music. They they made pretty much anything possible. Now, there are forefathers of rap who played Curtis Blow, and there's you know, Grandmaster Flash, and all these, these other guys, and you even want to say Sugar Hill Gang, all that stuff. But the, the people that made it, uh, made the world take notice of it was Run DMC. The people that made it mainstream and that 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 you know brought Aerosmith into it and and made people understand that this is a form of music and it's not going away. That was Run DMC. So they're my number two. Great. Well, we don't have to spend too much time on mine. Um, I already talked about my number two is Jay Z. Yes. Um, Again, you know, honestly, it, you mentioned it. It was that Rush Hour soundtrack that I owned that was my real first introduction. You know, his play on MTV and all that other stuff as well. But um, just seeing the progression of his career, I think he's only, like you mentioned, every, I agree with everything you said. You know, his style, that kind of almost lazy delivery, um, I think has only increased and, uh, and, and just gotten better. And I haven't, even like, you know, he did that, the, uh, the American Gangster uh, soundtrack, which was also a great movie. I don't know if you saw it or not. Oh yeah, yeah, I forgot all about that. And uh, that soundtrack was great. And I like what he did with Kanye. And and um, yeah, I I'm just a huge fan. The best song on that, I I I'm I like Kanye's. I mean, I, people give him shit all the time, but I think he's a talented guy. There's a song that they do on there called Otis Redding, mm-hmm. and the riff is. Um, Try a little tenderness by Otis Redding. It just repeats as they rap over it. It is it is such an amazing song by both of them, and and the way they use that and, and pay homage to Otis Redding. Yeah, uh, that, that I, song that that song in particular, but that that record is is great. It's it's I 
I'm hesitant to call it a perfect record, but it, it very well might be. Yeah. All right. So we're down to the number ones. The, down the, to the number one. In our opinion, the best rap artist of all time. Now, I just gave all these props to Run DMC and how they're the godfathers of rap, and without all them, none of this would be possible. But that doesn't mean they're my number one. They're not my favorite. There is a guy that I was obsessed with for a long time, and I'm not anymore. When I see him now, I kind of shake my head and I go, oh, you used to be so cool. But for 15 years of my life, this guy was my guy. So much so, I had a poster over my bed of him. And the guy is LL Cool J. (laughs) I love that so much. (laughs) LL Cool J was the guy that I wanted to be if I if I had any control over that kind of stuff. I knew I was never gonna be him. But to <laughs> me, like I, I've always admired people that are cool. Not only was he cool, his 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 mind was was beautiful because the things that he came up with and it was a Def Jam thing, they were to me far superior than anything anybody else was doing. Um, you you said like you listen to this stuff. I had a bootleg, like I said, copy of Bigger and Deffer that I got from my friend Andrew that I wore out. Um, the poster over my bed. I memorized every freaking lyric to every song for those first couple al- albums. Um, it, it it was it was bordering on obsession. And then he started making movies, and he started being in TV shows, and he took his hat off, and it was like, uh, yeah. Day the hat fell. Yeah, the, the the hat. I think the hat was the jumping of the shark moment. Because oh, speaking of shark, he did that killer deep blue sea song. Oh my god, you're right. I forgot about that. He made bad movies. <laughs> I remember the first movie that I saw him in. I was like, oh, cool. He's going to be in a, a movie every once in a while. It was uh, The Hard Way with Michael J. Fox and James Woods, which you should do on Dollop Movies. All right. It's one of my favorite it movies. Down. Oh, it's such a good movie. And he's in that. Um, but it got worse and worse as it went on. And I don't know. What is he on now? Like one of those NCIS or what What are those shows? Oh, uh, God. I don't even know. He might be. I, I, I honestly don't know. He's on something with Chris O'Donnell. Oh, weird. Okay. Once you get Chris O'Donnell involved, I'm done with you. But for a long time, this guy was my guy. Do I mean? And then there was a, a long time rumor about him. He always wore the Kangol, and the reason he wore it was because his head was deformed. I mean, oh. there, this is like this is like when you were still like little. But it was yeah. like there was never a picture of him without his Kangol. <laughs> And people are like, that's because he's got an egghead. He can't, he can't take his hat off. And he would do he would do the hard hitting stuff, and then he would do love songs. Yeah. And when I was in junior high school, like the 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 big one was I need love, and 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 people would you know guys would request this to girls at the dance. You know, like, <laughs> this was like a major romantic moment when you're when you're uh, in eighth grade. I need love. You know, it was like, oh, listen, girl, I need love. You know, it was like <laughs> we, we were so stupid. But it made an impression. And like you ask anybody that I know and it's LL Cool J. It's always been LL Cool J. And it, the the rap battle that he had with Cool Modi. And I love Cool Modi. I used to I used to get into this stuff. I used to listen to the lyrics between the two of them. And they would they would take the piss out of each other in each other's songs. 
And I would say, dude, did you hear what he said about Cool Modi? And then the next Cool Modi album, he would be like taking a shot at LL. I'd be like, oh, did you hear that? Mm-hmm. And nobody got killed. <laughs> it wasn't like, you know, later. It was, it was, it was just like a war of words. It was probably fabricated to some more records, but it worked because I was an idiot and I fell for this stuff. This was like, this was my passion. So LL Cool J, to me, is the best rap artist of all time. Well, it's uh, it's curious that you said that he had these uh, these feuds with other rappers and didn't get killed because my number one rap artist of all time was indeed killed. And that's Notorious B.I.G. Right. I think Biggie, um, hands down, is just the most interesting and most talented rapper that I've ever heard. And I think uh, a lot of people share that sentiment. Um, You know, he's widely placed on the tops of lists. Usually it's like him and Tupac are up there. Um, And I like Tupac a lot, but, you know, he didn't make my list at all. And I, I think that I definitely gravitated towards the the east coast style of of rap and i i didn't i don't really know where um all of your guys are from um all all the people that you chose but you know in that early 90s east coast west coast thing um i'm looking at my list right now and other than the guy from england they're all from the east coast (laughs) that's really east coast (laughs) um yeah you know you know he doesn't have a ton of songs he only has, you know, really just the three, right? Re- the two records, that you know, the one double record. Um, and I just think he, everything he did was great. I thought like he was smart the way he rapped. Um, you know, the the few videos that I had seen of him, you know, he, he didn't live very long, so you know, his career was relatively short. But you know, what I have seen on him, he was just always top of his game, and. Um, I have listened to his records. You know, again, I made my list based on how many times I've listened to these, and I have listened to these countless, countless times. And, uh, yeah, Biggie's my number one. All right. Yeah, I I hadn't even considered him as a... I I think that's just an age difference thing with the two of us. Because I like those guys, but they, to me, weren't my guys. Those guys were your guys. So it's good. I mean, it's good for these lists that we're. I guess we are that we are a little bit different in age. Because yeah, the- I think so. I mean, we definitely. You know, there's obviously some crossover, but uh, I think that difference just. It, you know, we grew up in two different decades. You know, it's why we we're each on a different show about movies from the '80s and the '90s. <laughs> um, I think it shows in this list as well. Nice. All right. Do you have any honorable mentions? Because I know I have some. There were guys that just missed your list that you want to mention. I, I have several honorable mentions, um, and I I can name a few. You know, I, I they're towards the bottom of the list, but I had Missy Elliott mm-hmm. on there. Um, I had Eminem as well. I really liked a lot of his earlier stuff. I have him and, as an uh, honorable. A tribe mention. called Quest as well. Wow. Um, but the two that I really want to talk about, um, just in brief, uh, one is actually he's not big at all. He's one song on iTunes. He's a friend of mine. He's a Philadelphia artist. His name is Verbatim Jones. Um, I met him in college, and the reason I like him so much is because I've seen him perform three or four times. Uh, I was introduced to him because I was shooting for a, a now-defunct Philadelphia magazine, um, 
he used to host these rap ciphers um, on Temple University's campus. And it was him and a bunch of other guys, and they would just sit around for, you know, in between classes as students, and they would just rap. And they would, you know, some of them would be battling, but it was all positive. And that's kind of why I liked him. Whenever someone would come in and just start insulting people, they would push that guy out of the group or at least coax him to being more positive. Um, you know, he plays a lot of local shows in, in, in the Philadelphia area, and everything that he does is positivity. And all, a lot of his small shows, he's placed a lot of little house shows, and they, he always, they're like potlucks, and they donate a lot of the food. And I, I think it's really respectable. He's a good dad. Wow. So yeah, well, that's verbatim Jones. But well, my other, that was my serious honorable mention. My, my uh, not so serious honorable mention would be Will Smith. <laughs> He's going to have a new album coming out, I saw, and a tour. Well, I'm not going to listen to it at all. <laughs> <laughs> I just but saw that on the I news have today. I to say that Will Smith's Getting Jiggy With It, or I'm sorry, Big Willie Style, that's the name of the record, was the first CD I ever purchased with my own money. Oh, for that reason, I can't leave him off my list, even if it's an honorable mention. <laughs> he's corny. He's not a very good rapper. But goddammit, I love Will Smith. <laughs> sure. There's a there's a danceability and likability to those songs. And you know what? Anytime I've gone to Miami for work, I have to listen to it at least once. Sure. Ain't no surprise in the club to see Sly Stallone. <laughs> That's what you're saying as you're landing on the plane. <laughs> Essentially, uh, what about you? Any honorable mentions? Yeah, I mean, we we were texting back and forth when we first decided we were going to do this, and kind of joking, but it's not a joke. This list was hard for me to make because I do yeah. like so many guys. Um, I I too had Eminem on my list. I did not like him at all when he first came out with the the corny kind of the jokey songs, yeah. and, and and just it, they just seemed like they were songs full of him taking shots at other celebrities. And I was like, eh, you know, this is like a this is a joke. But as he became more serious, he became seriously, seriously talented to me. And and I'm I'm a I'm a big fan. I would say now um, there is probably on these lists nobody more uh, irreverent and dirty than him. And that's saying a lot for this yeah. kind of stuff. Um, I can think of songs in particular where he'll say. He'll do two full stanzas about female anatomy and then do a stanza about Parkinson's and Michael J. Fox. I mean, nobody else does. No one like, is safe. Yeah, like, like I mean, no one is safe. He's he's about as irreverent as you get, but in in a in a an intelligent and in a, in a kind of brilliant way. So I I went from not liking his early stuff to actually really respecting. His talent now. Um, some of my older guys are on here too, like I have Eric B and Rakim. Um, stuff that to me, when I was little, I listened to um, Boogie Down Productions and KRS One, stuff like that, like the old school stuff. I'd rather listen to Cool Modi than a lot of stuff that I hear now. But I do have newer people on here too, um, including uh, Mostef. Oh, you know what? He was on my short list for sure. I, I really enjoy him as well. Yeah. My 5.5, and I can't believe I made a list and these guys aren't on them because it goes right back into the Def Jam, was Beastie Boys. Oh, wow, yeah. And, and I, I mean, I know people that like Beastie Boys that I'm going to hear shit from <laughs> because they're so talented. Like, like they, never, they never did anything. They even made, a, they even made a, a non-rap album. It was just like all electronic music, and it was great. Um, <laughs> 
Now, unfortunately, they're 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 you know won't be recording anything anymore. But you can take that stuff they did and kind of put it in a box and say that this was lightning in a bottle. So they're my like not even five point five. I'm saying like five point zero 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 one. Okay. Beastie Boys. Um. All right. Cool. I'm, I'm so glad we got to do this. I'm glad you got to talk about rap with somebody, Dave. <laughs> Thank you, because it doesn't happen often. Um, so I guess that's it. Now, you said you're going to get some of your uh, cronies from Dial-Up Movies and some other friends to do something similar. So uh, I'm looking forward to hearing the guys from Dial-Up Movies do some the best of fives list. Can I hope they're I, listening to this. I want you guys to do this because I like listening to your show. You guys are funny. I want to hear what you like. So. I think they're excited. When I text when when you first brought up this idea and we talked about it and I texted those two guys, they were both they were shooting back ideas back and forth through this little text conversation and they were they were pretty stoked about it. So I'm I'm hoping we'll get to hear something from them soon. Good. I hope so too. So, like I said earlier, too, go on uh, our Facebook page on Neo's or the Neo's as Facebook page. Let us know what we missed. Let us know how wrong we are or how right we are. I want to see your list. We'll be putting stuff up there about all these artists because uh, it's fun to relive some of this stuff for people that don't record anymore. I mean, like Run DMZ isn't doing anything anymore. Like you know, one of them's dead. One of them's a minister. You know, it's like they're done. <laughs> So, but it's fun to go back and listen to this and 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 hear. I know that I'm not the only person in the world that likes Run DMC. I want to hear why you like them too. Um, so, that's it for this episode. Join us on the next episode of the Best of Fives, where the topic could be anything. Uh, opinions are like assholes, people, and everyone has one. And we here at News as sure are a bunch of assholes. <laughs> Alibaba and the 40 Thieves Alibaba